You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Thibault Dudonis and J.J. Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are trying to stay warm out there because the last couple of weeks since we've last recorded, it's been absolutely freezing, but it's not taken over the run that Fairfield women's basketball has been on as the win streak continues to get elevated every time that Coach Carly's group takes to the floors. In this episode, we're going to cover our last three games, the Marist game, which was just this past Saturday, then the homestand that we had during the middle of January against Iona and Siena. We'll take a look at the upcoming games as well as we're going to renew, I guess maybe not so friendly or friendly rivalry with our friends just up the road at Quinnipiac. That'll be on Thursday. Might be a good away day, by the way. Stay tuned. I might be at that game as well in person. Then Fairfield back at home against Canisius on Saturday, the 27th. And then also we will uh, chat with Isa Nicoletti Leite, who joins us here. First time that we've gotten her on this platform. And we apologize that we haven't gotten her on that. We'll get to that in a quick second. But Carly, first off, nice to see you. Um, We do have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of since the last time we chatted because once Meg Anderson left this very room, that couch off to our right, she picked up a couple of national uh, national accolades. The National Freshman of the Week, the USBWA Tamika Catchings National Freshman of the Week, and was recently named to the Becky Hammond Mid-Major Player of the Year mid-season watch list and was the only freshman to do so. It's Meg's world. We're just living in it. <laughs> We're also proud of Meg. Uh, you know, I, I joke with our staff every time she wins another award or a rookie of the week. I, you know, I have to come up with another quote for our SID Ivy, and I'm like, I'm running out of things to say. You know, and but at the end of the day, she's really easy to rave about. Our our team talks all the time. Is that she's so easy to root for? She's um, so humble. She just goes about her business, continues to work, um, and, and really does put the team first. Just wants to win, um, and she goes about it in a way that. You know, she's not chucking shots. She's not taking bad shots. She just kind of lets the game come to her, and, and the game rewards her for that. Yeah, people ask me, like, oh, what is she like? How does she play? And I'm like, you know, just put it this way. In the middle of the second quarter, she'll have seven points. Turn around, middle of the third quarter, wait, she's on 19 points? How does that happen? <laughs> but I actually looked into the last few games that she's played since getting all this, so really this stretch of games that we're going to talk about. points per game in the last three, averaging close to five rebounds per game, four blocks per game, or seven blocks, I should say, four steals, and the crazy bit, five turnovers. Mm -hmm. And she handles the ball a Mm -hmm. lot for a roadrunner, so she's uh, doing everything right. (laughs) She's incredibly poised. Um, You know, like I said, I think the fact that she doesn't force the issue, it just kind of works her way, the ball finds her, and then she's someone that can can score in a lot of different ways, whether it is, you know, someone plays off her and she hits a three and she shoots at at a really high rate. Uh, she can go by and, you know, finish off the bounce with either hand. Um, and I think it just it, you have to kind of pick your poison of what you're going to take away from her. Um, and then our team does a great job of finding her, you know, whether it's shot clock's running down or there's a driving kick or she has a really nice, you know, flash into the post. I thought Nellie and Isa both gave her, you know, some great looks in Maris some, for some high-low when she had mismatches. Um, and so she just she's a hard guard for people. Um, and then credit to her for just, you know, taking it as it comes um, and being really efficient with that. I mean, people may have seen the stats that they put up during our Maris game, but she's, like, on pace for a 54. 90 which there's been like nine NBA players ever that have done that so she's just super efficient how she goes about it though I think it was also mentioned as well one WNBA player has done that and it's Elena Deladon, it's Elena Deladon. So, <laughs> um I think that's pretty good company. yeah yeah absolutely um someone that is 
will share the floor with her throughout this season. Someone that has actually knows a little thing or two about, um, you know, dealing with, I guess, the pressure of being like a highly touted player coming into college is sitting to my right. Isa, first off, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Really appreciate it. But what's it been like playing with Meg and seeing her mature as a first year player? Because I've said this before and I'll continue to say until she becomes a sophomore, <laughs> she doesn't look like a freshman. I know it's been it's been so fun. I feel like, you know, it's so easy to play with somebody that you know what you're going to get from an everyday. And when I say everyday, I mean everyday. That's everyday in practice, every single day at games. Like she just comes in and she's the same person every single day and that's what I love about Meg. Like I just, you know, all it takes is one look. I look at her and she's like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, I know, you know, I know she's ready. So it's been so fun of, like, especially, like, being a point guard and, like, knowing where she's at and, like, knowing that if she's open, she's going to hit shots, you know. So that just makes my job way easier <laughs> that, you know, to play next to um, a player like her and her being a freshman, like, like you said, you know, she doesn't look like one. So that has been so fun, just like being with her throughout this whole year and just seeing her improve. Like every single day, she's, you know, she go through hard days and then the next day is like nothing happened. You know, like she's a completely different player. So it's been so fun just being in the gym with her and seeing how hard she works off the core and like on the core and just seeing all of that paying off. So. I love that. And this will not be a complete Meg Anderson <laughs> show. You could go back to our last episode too. Well, and Listen. I will say to, to Isa's point, it's been really cool because we have some – accountability things with rebounding and toughness and and Meg takes it like a champ and these guys say all the time like they forget she's a freshman because she just takes it like a champ she comes in and finds ways to keep working on whether it's defense or rebounding or whatever and she's you know right up there with our upperclassmen as far as setting the tone for working on your game no, yes. absolutely all right so let's get into the last couple of games we're going to start with the most recent game which was this past saturday that would be the 20th of january fairfield goes up to poughkeepsie new york kind of a classic old school mac rivalry fairfield goes into mccann arena and comes out with a 60 to 46 victory which is now the 13th consecutive victory which is tied for third longest in program history which is again just wild to say but Carly this was not an easy game by any stretch of the imagination we'll get to some of the challenging bits in a moment but the first thing that stands out was defense and often enough it's cliche but defense will win you games mm -hmm. I, I think I said it in the post game that you know our defense traveled uh, I was not and I know you said we'll get to it, it was not our best offensive game um, but we came up with enough stops down the stretch. Uh, and honestly, I didn't even think our, our defense was perfect. But, you know, we came up with some tough rebounds. I thought Amina was fantastic on the defensive boards uh, down the game when at the end of the game when we forced maybe some tough shots. Um, but credit to Marist. I mean, they made us work for, for everything that we, we got that game. Um, but at the end of the day, that's something that we've known since day one that, that this team game came together last year that we knew we were going to have to hang our hat on the defensive end. And I think that that's carried over year one to year two that we've gotten – even better, uh, we were a really good defensive team last year. So I think the carryover of our of our style from last year to this year has been been consistent. Um, and then I think our upperclassmen and our returners have done a really good job of setting the tone all year long that that we're going to be able to play our offensive game when we get stops and we run. Um, and so that you know, we had to hang our hat on that against Marist. No, you had to. And I mean, looking at some of the statistics, this is just the third time that Fairfield has held a MAC team to under 50 points in a game. It's the lowest field goal percentage that's defensive field goal percentage allowed against a d1 team that's at 23 percent this is already the fifth team that fairfield has held to less than uh, three or less threes made per game and 
What's even more crazy is that nearly 40% of Maris points came from the free throw line. I know, obviously, that can be looked at one way or another, but Isa, in these sorts of games, this is the second time that you've gone to Maris. It's not an easy place to play. It's a tough building. Um, they're always going to have good support in there. And Maris came in as a really confident team. I think they won their last three games coming into this. So you have a Fairfield team that's continually doing what they need to do. Maris is a team hey, this is an opportunity for us to take a big team. What was that game like from your perspective? Uh, I think I said this before, but it's like Coach Carly kind of like taught us of how just going to every game, like it's that one game, that's the one that matters. So I think just like coming in and knowing that like we're prepared for it, no matter who is in front of us and be ready to take, you know, like anybody that's in front of us with the same attitude and like the same energy. So of course, going to Marist and playing at somebody else's houses makes a big difference instead of, you know, playing here. So I think that it's always a little bit of more like a little stress, you know, a little nervous and like anxiety, especially for like the new kids, you know, going to a place where, there was a lot of people in the crowd, you know, and I know a lot of people had families there and things like that. But I feel like we put in the work outside that it just when it comes to games like that, it just comes out, you know, and it doesn't you don't need to overthink. You just go and play the game. And, you know, like Coach Carly mentioned, we had our defense, you yeah. know, the offense wasn't really there, but we had our defense and we just kept believing in each other. And we're like. We knew Marist was going to be a tough game, but we were able to go there and handle business. There's a sequence that I want to hit on, at least the uh, what I felt the big positive offensively was that run that the group had in the second mm -hmm. quarter. This was right after Kendall goes down with a little bit of a knock, which was great to see that she bounced back up quickly and got back in later in that period. But um, it was the run that you guys had. It was 15 straight, not including when Kendall had the basket, where – I think it was Nelly on three separate occasions driving layups. You had Mac with a little tip and you had Meg with a couple, one post up and then a short jumper in the lane as well. You guys were getting a lot of touches inside and trying to exploit some holes in the paint against their bigs. What were you guys seeing from quarter one to quarter two that you were allowed to do that? I think our pace helped for sure in the second quarter. I think we got stops and were able to run. Um, but I think we were a little bit more patient. It kind of sounds a little bit kind of ironic in that way that we were able to score fast, but we were more patient of getting the right shots for our team. Sure. I thought we were kind of pressing at other points of the game, and I thought that in that one we were playing a little bit more in flow where we were – we talk a lot about assisted field goals and sharing the basketball, and I thought we passed up, you know, fine shots for really, really good shots that were in rhythm, that were high percentage shots. Um, and you saw that a lot in the second quarter, and, you know, I always say, you know – the basketball gods reward you when you do things that way and so you look at some of those shots we got in the second quarter it was you know drive to kick to one more to wide open three or drive to in transition dish it dish it one more to Amina for a little jumper and they were open shots so I think uh, I thought Maris did a really good job of making us work in the half court and I don't think we did our part of continuing to work for great shots all game long but I think we saw that in the second yeah, quarter. Yeah so that was the, the one bit that I wanted to get to next like what was the real challenge that Maris brought that troubled Fairfield offensively because like I said earlier they were a team that came in confident and mm -hmm. they like playing those just grinded out games mm -hmm. I think in those three straight victories two were lived in the 40s and the mm -hmm. 50s so they're okay in being in that sort of tempo so what made that game difficult for Fairfield's offense to get into the rhythm that you guys wanted yeah I think they did a good job uh, throughout the course of the game taking away the, the early looks whether it was you know 
rim to rim layups, whether it was kick out threes. Um, and then I think they, they made us work in the half court. And I don't think we did a great job of continuing to work and not, you know, taking quick shots or forcing the issue. Um, and, you know, that's reflected in not only do we, I think we missed a bunch of threes. I don't think they were great rhythm threes. Um, but I also think that, you know, you can see that. And I think the only seven assists that we had that game. And that's not the way that we typically pride ourselves in playing is that I think there was a little, a little too much, you know, attacking and forcing the issue. And we were getting frustrated when we weren't scoring right away. Definitely. Um, Isa, you've obviously played in a number of games similarly like this. So in the next few days, what's going to be kind of the big messaging between you and the rest of your teammates to say, okay, that game's in the past. You spoke about it. On to the next one. Just focus as the next game. Not to make it a big game, but just to have that be right in front of us. What does this group need to do to get back to the kind of the mood that you guys want? I think just working on the little things like Coach Carly mentioned, you know, like being able to uh, distribute the ball and having those looks of that one more and playing, you know, playing with pace, but also playing relaxed and knowing that we have great offensive players. We have great kids that can score whenever they want. But what is that one, the extra play that can get you an open layup, you know, that extra one more that can get people right open threes. So I think just working on that, of course, we're going to go back and watch film and seeing the opportunities that we had of one extra pass or, you know, slow down a little bit more and finding that open person. So just trying to find those little things that we can tweak so we can be ready for our next game. Most definitely. You said Amina's name. Mm -hmm. We got to show Amina yep. some love because I know you spoke about in your post-game notes on the uh, post-game write-up that you challenged the Roadrunners mm -hmm. to kind of get <clears throat> some more. And Amina certainly listened or took mm -hmm. that to heart because she had nine points in the second half, a bunch of big rebounds, doing like the little things mm -hmm. that don't show up in the box score, diving for loose balls, things like that. So what what is locked into her game? Because it's been a last few now that we've talked about, oh, Amina's done this, mm -hmm. Amina's done that. Mm -hmm. We are, it's Something her and I have talked about before is that, you know, when your offensive game, whether it's not coming right away or you have a little lack of confidence, like you, you go back and you focus on the things you can control. And she's an unbelievable rebounder. Uh, and that's something that she's kind of hung her hat on with this team all year is we've had to rebound a lot by committee. Um, you know, we are outsized in some games at different positions, um, but we always try to pride ourselves on being the more disciplined teams and controlling our controllables. And Amina is someone that can fly through the yeah. air and grab. I mean, I, I think she was up at the rim a couple times. Um, and so I, ch I did challenge uh, at halftime go right before we, we took the court, uh, you know, all of our roadrunners for I think combined we had like two or three defensive rebounds between the four roadrunners um, going into the – into the second half and so and they had I think nine oh boards at halftime and so we were missing opportunities to kind of blow that lead or to excuse me to extend that lead um, by, by giving them second and third opportunities so Amina took that to heart clearly um, and you know I think she ended up with seven uh, defensive rebounds after having zero at halftime Mac had zero at halftime and ended up with two for six total um, I know Meg had one at halftime and then ended with six defensive rebounds. So those guys, you know, obviously met the challenge there. Did you record what you said to them so you could just play again? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, we, we're, we're growing. We're maturing as a team that, you know, I don't have to keep repeating myself. I go. love that. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to uh, rely on our, you know, our captain over here, Isa, to make sure that happens. We're going to talk about Isa's game now, which, by the way, for those that are listening to this for the first time, when we say Roadrunner, just go on FairfieldStags.com or go on Blake Dudonis' Twitter account. <laughs> You'll understand why mm. we were referred as Roadrunners, but Isa's game, yes, Iona on the 11th of January. It feels like it was a long time ago, even though it really wasn't, but that's the way that it is that sports just keeps moving, but Fairfield won 72-44. Carly, right before you joined us for the post game, you said that this was probably the, um, the best or the cleanest game that we've played in quite mm -hmm. a while, but it's because of the person mm -hmm. to our right here. 
Six of six shooting. Four of four from deep. 18-point season high. Ten assists. Talk us through that game because you were, I think I said, you were slicing and then dishing, and you found every pocket. Uh, I think, you know, it goes back to the people around me. I think this year is so easy to just play with my teammates. I know every time I penetrate and I get somebody to help, I know I'm going to kick out, and I have people around me that can shoot the ball. And, you know, some days are going to go in, some days are not. And that day, you know, luckily everybody was hitting my shots. So that was really fun. I always joke with Ken, though. Uh, I was like, Ken, every time I pass it to you, you never make my shots, man. You don't want to give my assist. And then that game, I think, you know, she had like three threes out of my passes so that was pretty fun and she was like I told you like I'm gonna make your shots from now on so just you know having that team next to me and knowing that I don't have to force shots I felt like you know last year if you guys go back and watch the games like I had to kind of force shots and I was trying to put so much weight on my shoulders that I have to do everything I gotta score and you know coming in this year I had a lot of talks with coach Carlin she was like hey like you don't have to force anything, you know, like just let the game flow and let the game uh, come to you. And I think that's what happened at Iona, you know, I just just played my game and I was relaxed and I just let the game come to me. And it's you can't be everybody's night, you know, like that night was my night and everything. You know, people got to pick their poison, you know, yeah. they were helping um, on the polls and we had great people passing the ball and jishing and I happened to be open and I've been putting the work on off the court. So I feel like just... You never know with this team whose night's going to be in. But, yeah, I'm just happy that I have players next to me that I know they're going to score and I know they also believe in me. I have, you know, Nellie's always in my ears off like, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. <laughs> She's always gets so mad at me when she passes and I hesitate. So, you know, just having those kids talking to me and, like, always supporting me, that also help, uh, help a lot. So It's funny because you brought up that theme that I was going to ask you about where you had that chat with Carly about kind of this season and not having to have that pressure so, to get shots up. So for you, I guess, to not dive too deep into that big basketball brain of yours, but to kind of figure out when do you find those moments? to say, okay, this is my time. I need This is a great shot, great shooting opportunity in front. There could be good ones as well, but take it on your own. As opposed to, yeah, you know what? There are three better options. Go find one of them. I think just understanding the game, you know, and it's like if somebody passes to me one more and I'm right open, so that's my shot, you know. But now if I have to try to dribble through three people and take a contact to jump shot, you know, like that's not that's not what I need to do because I know if I have three people with me, somebody else is going to be open. So I think just like taking that extra second to like see my next read and seeing if, it, you know, taking the shot, it's the best opportunity or if somebody has a better opportunity than me. And also knowing my players and knowing like if I have Meg right open on the three-point line, I'm passing it to her, <laughs> you know. If I have Amina ceiling on the post, I'm passing it to her. So just kind of understanding the players and understanding like what position I can put those players to be successful, I think that's the biggest thing. No, most definitely. Carly, one quick one for you before we move on to the Siena game. We did highlight that you're going to get to coach against one of your former coaches and Ange. Um, what was that like, just you know, sharing the floor in a different capacity, but you know, getting to go up against, a, yeah. I'm assuming, a good friend? Well, before I touch on that, I do want to you know, sing Isa's praises as well. Um, that's something that I think she's found, particularly, I think, after Christmas and on, she's found a really good stride of still being an offensive threat in a lot of different ways. I think early on she was almost hesitant to score because she knew she had all these scores. And we talked, I think, I don't know, right before Christmas at some yeah. point about like still setting your feet, getting your feet right. And when it's your shot, don't hesitate. 
um, but also like keeping us on offense because she is one of our best passers, one of our best facilitators, one of our higher IQ players. And so she, you know, just in our conference alone, you can read in her efficiency, like she's up there with Meg, maybe at a, a lower, lesser volume as far as shooting, but she's 56% from the floor, 41% from three and average, you know, 35 assists in seven games. So yeah, it's like six assists a game right now in conference. So, you know, she's found a really good balance of, and that's a, that's a hard balance to strike as a point guard of when to score, when to facilitate. And I think she's found a really good balance with that with her teammates. And especially as well because we're playing league play, so there's no secrets mm-hmm. anymore. Everyone's <laughs> going to have the book on everybody. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Isa's doing that is just unbelievable. But I did ask earlier, so you against Coach yes, Ange, what yes. was that like getting to share the floor oh, against her? <laughs> it was fun. Um, you know, she's – She's someone that recruited me uh, out of high school and, you know, kind of got me through, you know, we talk about Meg being a freshman and, you know, what it's like being a freshman. She got me through some hard times my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and, I, and I will say she's someone that made me a lot tougher. You know, you, you think you're you think you're really tough when you get to college until you realize quickly that you're not. <laughs> um, and she definitely instilled a lot of that in me. So I have no doubt that she's going to continue to build that program and they're going to be they're going to be really good. So no, it'll be a, a lot of fun battles. No, most uh, definitely. Upcoming. I've watched a few of their games afterwards. They when they're confident, mm-hmm. they're really tough mm-hmm. to beat. So and, and she, she's she's a defensive coach. So she's always going to, you know, f- scratch claw her way in the games as they're, you know, any, they're going to be in any game they, that that they show up to. So because she's she's a great defensive coach. Definitely. Speaking of scratching and clawing, that's a weird segue. <laughs> um, the Siena game, it always seems like that's one of those that has that common theme because um, when Fairfield have played them last season, it was a blowout the first one, then the really tough one at home last year. Then this year, you guys had that run in the second quarter. Kind of that similar style of the Maris game where you were able to find that pocket and pull away. It was a really tightly called game as well. Both teams had a lot of players mm-hmm. in foul trouble. Um, for you, I guess, I think I asked this in the Canisius game, but I'll ask it again. Like When you're seeing how refs are going to call mm-hmm. games, how do you try and just at least maybe not remind players so much about certain principles, but to say don't stress about it, keep doing what you're doing, but like just focus on not doing x as opposed to y get your hands off that's all i kept talking Fair like enough. get your hands off you know they they do call it really tight and that's the rules of like a two-hand touch on the perimeter is a foul uh, an extended arm bar for more than a hot stove t- is a foul so uh, you know there's a lot of things that it's just a, a f- mental focus and discipline to just get your hands off we could probably eliminate five to six fouls a game on that alone um and it, you know you do have to be really disciplined and focused to do that because we do pressure the ball we are a physical team but you can do that without fouling um and that's just i think continuing to build habits um, and, and the focus that comes with that. Yeah. Um, and they gave this group a battle, mm-hmm. especially in that second half. And Isa, I know it, they're kind of a team that you can find some odd matchups in there because Mevius is a very crafty guard. Sapala will be one of those that she's six foot, but she can shoot it from 25 and get touches inside. And Anaja Brown went to work late on down to the blocks. And I think it was something like we're – uh, Brown had nine rebounds in the second half alone, 10 points, and a lot of second-chance opportunities. So as you guys were grafting through that game, you know, ha- where did you guys have to lock in to make sure, A, the hand-checking, let's <laughs> stop that, and B, you know, trying to keep those guys at bay because they it's easy to, you know, light down after you have a big hole at halftime, but they kept going. They kept coming, and they nearly got themselves to, I think, a one possession had a chance to tie the game. I think it's just like staying with, staying in ourselves. I think, you know, we came in in the second quarter and because we had that lead, we kind of relaxed a little bit sure. and we forgot to do the little things. I don't think, you know, it was anything 
out of you know extraordinary that like we didn't do but i feel like it's this little things of like not rebounding then getting one more shot so i think he really came down to like giving them one chance you know like i felt like we were playing great defense in the first 10 seconds but then they would get a shot up and they would get the rebound right open three i think that happened like three or four times of them just getting rebound and finding right open players and teams like that that can happen you know like you give them a chance and they're gonna they're gonna capitalize on those things so just being able to like focus and no matter if you're winning by 20 and if you're down by 20 just like having that mentality of like we got to do those little things every single time and how important is that to get these sort of matchups at this point of the season just to remind yourselves that you know just by record alone doesn't win you games you have to keep going you have to keep working and earn every time that you step onto the floor to get yourself a victory it's really important and I think you know this team does a great job of and our coaches always tell us like we are not a team that's just going to step on the court and win games like that's not going to happen so just kind of having the mentality of like Siena is a great team but Everybody else in a conference is a great team. Yep. Every time we go into a game, it's going to be a good game if we, you know, if we let that happen. So kind of have that mentality of like every day we play, we're playing a MAC championship. That's kind of how we have to, you know, have the mentality going to games of every game, every single game matter, no matter who we're playing, every single game matters. So correct messaging. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> we watched the film after that Siena game and, you know, we talked about how thankfully we did have a good uh, second quarter and gave ourselves a great cushion um, because that's a to ease his point that's a really good team and that was a team that capitalized on our on our little mistakes um, and so when you do play teams like that if you're if you're not you know all the way in help side on a, on a ball screen roll on a switch or you know if you're not able to to switch up aggressively at the point of the screen within our system like good teams make you pay and so they were able they were not only skilled enough and talented enough but they were disciplined and, and well you know they scouted us well in order to do that so um, those little lapses obviously can't happen and, and I think we learned from it we still have a long ways to go um, but but you know it's what we always talk about it's it's nice when you can learn from a win <laughs> no most definitely so that's gonna that recaps our last three games we'll get to the upcoming games in just a moment but this is a chance now that you know, I've really wanted to ask you Isa, a couple of questions about your story about coming here and I should also give a lot of uh, a shout to there's a great piece written about you by Carl Adamek and I sincerely apologize if I got his last name wrong or said it incorrectly but on the Connecticut Insider go look at that piece because it really does a great job at telling Isa's story throughout the course of her career but I kind of want to hear about the time where you were looking you know to go elsewhere uh, after your time at Florida State because when coach Carly came in she said that the Isa was the first player that you recruited so what was that conversation like for you what were you looking for a new, out of a new experience and then I'll ask Carly after kind Is this of before or after she ghosted me <laughs> for like you know <laughs> <laughs> so coach kind of never gonna let that no, one go because I ghost her for a little bit but I'm here so that's what matters <laughs> but I think it was actually really fun and it was just interesting of like how different my mentality was of when I was a freshman to after you know playing four years being in college for four years and then being recruited again it was kind of like a new beginning and I think what was the biggest thing for me was finding a place where I love I love the coaching staff, I love the people that they bring in, 
and I feel like they're a family. I think, you know, before being a freshman, being like 17, 18 years old, especially me coming from Brazil, in a new country, I was you're still learning the language at Exactly. Time, yep. I was very, you know, like, oh, this team have a big gym, you know, like they they're sponsored by Nike. We're going to get, you know, so many shoes. So I think there was so many other things that I kind of had to think about it, but having the second chance of just like what is a place that I feel like family? And I remember until this day, you know, after I go to Coach Carly for a few <laughs> days, I finally answered her phone call. And it literally took one phone call. We talked on FaceTime for probably like 10 to 20 minutes. And I was like, hey, like, I want to go visit. And, you know, it was just that that I just felt a good energy of like, you know, especially a younger um, coaching staff. I just felt very comfortable. And the conversation was just flowing. And, it was, I don't know, it was like a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Like after the phone call, I was like, hey, I, I want to know more, more about Fairfield. I want to come on a visit. And then just coming in on a visit and, you know, like seeing campus and seeing how tight of a community this can be, that that was everything that I need to know. So I did not know about that first part, by the way. <laughs> blows me away. So <laughs> we'll get beyond that. But Carly, when you're – obviously you're coming in, you you inherited this team. We've spoken many times about that, so we won't dive into that too much. But when you were looking for the piece, mm-hmm. someone like Isa, what were those selling points to say, hey, we know you've had that Power 5 experience, but we're, we're trying to do something here. By the way, we did inherit a – championship team we didn't we have a new Mm -hmm. building coming in which is very nice to play in but how like what were those kind of the selling points there's a couple things early on um you know if you obviously Izo was our only recruit that year uh and we we took our time you know we weren't going to just take four or five people just to have bodies and you know try and compete right away we wanted to do it the right way and so Iza having played for Florida State for my you know former boss and Sue Semrau uh, Sue vouching for Isa and the type of person she is and the type of leader she is and her, you know, ability to be vocal. Um, all those things were immediately, you know, I trust Coach Sue with everything. And so the fact that she's vouching for Isa was an easy no-brainer for me just as a person. And that was that was as as important to the basketball thing right off the bat because as you build a program, you got you to gotta have the right people on the bus. And so that was big. And then, you know, just obviously knowing her, watching film on her from – Florida State from the time there, there's so much uh, potential still in her game for her to keep improving and keep impacting and so you know we actually I think watched film on her visit of ways that she can keep improving and things that she's really good at that we love and um, and it just seemed like a really good fit her versatility um, at, at her position um, you know being able to play multiple positions uh, particularly like at this level it probably would have been hard for you to play a four maybe at in the ACC but your ability to play one through four at this level is, is the way that we want knew this program wanted to go um, and so the, all those things combined and then you know the fact that you know over the last I guess a year and a half two years we've just built a lot of trust uh, together between each other and and I think I think that's showing up in and not only how she's leading our team, but how she's playing the, the mutual trust. You know, I've I've started her, I've taken her off the bench, I've done all, and, and just she's she wants to do whatever's best for the team. And so it's been really fun this this journey together as we've built this program. And I kind of, kind of love hearing like the little bits of the fact that you guys <laughs> took the time to like let's put together film, let's go over these sorts of things, and you know here's the package. How do you perceive the scene for Isa? I mean that since you said this is getting recruited that period was the second time that you got recruited. So you were obviously looking for some things. You're not just like, oh, what's going to be the best offer for me? It's like, what is actually best for me at this time in my life? So, I mean, how much for you did that matter knowing that like, yeah, not only are these people saying that they care about me, they want me, but they've taken this time to, ooh, these are ways I can get better. Okay, I'm, I'm in on that. For sure. And I think that, you know, in the end of the day, that matters a lot. And it was just kind of like finding a place where I felt like the 
people there believed me, you know, I felt like I went through a lot of my four years and it was kind of like I was trying to find somewhere to love the game again I kind of you know felt like I lost that love for basketball for a few years and then trying to find a place where I knew I could come in and not just love the game but love the people I'm around you know I feel like that's when I can perform better on the court when I'm happy off the court so just like finding those little things and just knowing how you know how coach Carly like of course I didn't know that, you know yeah. that she's gonna change the program but I kind of had to like believe that she's a great coach and like just coming in like I was not just yes I you know, I want to be happy, but I also want to win games and kind of having that trust of like her and her coaching staff of like, hey, like we care about you, but we also care about basketball. We care about winning games, you know, so just having like those mentalities of like playing the game I love and also winning games and just doing it with the people I'm with and doing with my family pretty much. So, and, you know, just hearing the way that you're talking about this, it seems like this experience has been just kind of confirmed that this was the right one for you but one of the things that I've loved to see from you this season is just how great you're moving on the floor I know obviously you've had so many issues with your knees and probably I would have to assume just the amount of rehab times maybe <laughs> kind of lost the love of the game because you're trying to get through all that but I, I said this to Carly and to Blake right after I came to see you guys during the summer I'm like Isa's moving phenomenally right now I mean how much work did you put in to get yourself to this position that you are right now because it looks like you could log we don't need to <laughs> but if you needed to go 40 minutes a night it looks like you could do the job yeah I feel like you know I probably spend a little more time than everybody else in the training room but <laughs> that's <stats>. just <laughs> and just like even like you know, warming up for practice. I also I always got to be there when people are taking shots. I'm doing my my band work. She has to do the warm-up before the warm-up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doing a little foam roller and things like that. But, you know, that's credits to uh, Kayla and Dave in our staff, too. Uh, Dave has been doing a great job, especially in the weight room. I know him and Kayla, like, they talk about it every day, you know, of, like, what the little things we can do. And I know they are also with our coaching staff. Like, we had so many talks. I had so many talks with Coach Carly of just, like, hey, like, yes, you got to put the work in, but you also got to be smart, you know. You can't just come in, in the gym every day and just stay in the gym for five hours like I used to do my freshman year, yeah. you know. Just kind of understanding that, like, yeah, I'm getting old, you know, <laughs> so I got to change a little things. But they are doing a great job, the coaching staff. And, you know, kudos to Dave of – everything he makes yeah strength coach conditioning uh he just you know it's some days i'm like oh my gosh dave like you really wanted me to lift on this and you really wanted me to do that but just like just trusting their um what they have in plan for me that has helped me a lot and i think you know getting stronger and being smart with my body has helped me a lot so i'm very happy with where i am now with my body and i hope that it stays the same until the end of the season so Definitely. Well, thanks for talking a little bit about your story. Appreciate it. And um, sure. again, big thanks to and shout to Carl from Connecticut Insider for putting together a great piece on Isa. Uh, it was kind of early on in the season. So if you guys go back and search that, do so. So the upcoming games, Carly, away to Quinnipiac on Thursday, the uh, late matinee, not an <laughs> evening game, but a five o'clock game. Um, it's a group that's kind of along the lines of Fairfield a little in terms of their roster. They had a lot of train, turnover from last season to this season, a lot of fresh faces. That I'd even go dive in. It's like, ooh, I don't know who half of these players are. But um, they've got a couple of really good ones there. Carson Martin looks like she's in sensational form to start the season. And there could be a few other mismatches as well. That Ava uh, Solony girl had 30 points against Niagara on Saturday. You know, difficult weekend for them up in Buffalo. So 
they're going to be raring to go, and they want to mm-hmm. defend, obviously, their home court, which they've been pretty good at this year. I think they're one loss in eight or nine games. Yeah, they, I mean, they, Trish has done a great job and always will. Um, they're incredibly disciplined, and so I've, I've been really impressed as I start to prepare for them of when you do have a, a really young group like that. Um, she's got she's got them, A, playing really hard, and they're really disciplined. Um, and so that's why they've been able to, to have the success that they've had, um, and they're well coached. So it's definitely going to be a battle. Um, and, you know, we all know what it's like to come back from Niagara, uh, not in a, in a, you know, being a little bit extra fired up. Uh, so we'll have to for sure be ready to play. Yeah, how do you kind of get the group knowing to try that to match that energy, knowing that obviously they're going to come and fire it up? <laughs> we have to match that, but not make the game more than what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's just another game. To be honest, I think that my messaging is, is going to be pretty consistent as it's been all year um, of us being our best selves and staying true to our identity. And I, again, I, I don't think I, I credit Marist uh, for how they defended us, um, but I don't think that was us on, on this past Saturday against Marist. So I hope that's motivation enough for us to be a better version of ourselves. Um, and, and we've talked about it all year long. Doesn't doesn't matter the opponent. doesn't matter the style that we have to do our job and be ourselves every single day. I've probably said this on that, that sure. po- this podcast at That's some point okay. already yeah. too. Um, and so to your point, yeah, you don't want to make it a bigger deal. It's a rivalry game. It's a big game. Um, obviously both teams are going to be hungry for that win. Um, and, and there's no, nothing wrong with that extra motivation. Um, but we also have to be disciplined. We have to take care of the ball better. We have to foul less, like all these things that we've talked about all year long. You have to do that to beat a team like Quinnipiac on the, on the road at their place. Um, and, and to them, to my point earlier, they're, they're a great, you know, team as far as being disciplined defensively, that we have to to be disciplined offensively going against that. Definitely, easy. You got a taste of that rivalry a little bit last year. How much are you looking forward to getting after that? I'm excited. You know, it's just like I told you, it's another game. You yep. know, like no matter who is in front of us, I'm just excited to be able to learn from our past games and just try to change. You know, like Coach Carly was mentioning, just stop falling. <laughs> you know, like taking care of the ball and things like that. So I'm excited to start preparing for them and just, you know do our best and hopefully come out with a win on Thursday. Definitely. And then the next home game, which is the only home game in a stretch of five <laughs> that we have two on the road with the Maris game, obviously Quinnipiac. Canisius on the 27th. Then after it's a road game to Ryder and Iona, we'll talk about those games in our next podcast. But Canisius, 2 p.m. on that Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, what are we going to be? Wow. <laughs> Long day, folks. Um, what are we going to be looking for from that one? Because I felt like that first matchup when Fairfield went up to Western New York wasn't maybe the best representation of what that game could be. Foul trouble was mm-hmm. something very apparent for both teams. I think CC Aleko only played five or six minutes in the mm-hmm. first half before picking up those couple of fouls. So I'm kind of personally hoping for mm-hmm. kind of a, a little bit more of a fluid game. But when we expect Canisius to be at their best, what is that like? This will be a fun game because it is our first time in conference playing somebody the, the second time now. So um, those adjustments and f- both with our teams and coaching staff will be really important. Um, you know, for them, like you said, when they're at their best, they're they're a really good three-point shooting team as well. They've got a lot of space around Aleko, which makes it hard to kind of, you know, we talk about it all the time, picking your poison against us. They're very similar in that way that she's a load down uh, in the post. Um, and then she's surrounded by a lot of really good shooters. So when they're at their best, she's, you know, being a, a beast inside and then if you take that away you know they got a lot of people on the perimeter that can make you pay yeah players like uh Rozzy, i know is mm-hmm. one that's always getting talked about there's a few others well, there, uh, athena alexa is someone very similar to Iza that has come off the bench and is like you know obviously one of their best players and is someone that 
you know, you can't you can't give her a, a, sp- a, a second to breathe because she's a really good shooter as well and yeah. score. If those two aren't getting it done, it's Amalia, mm-hmm. it's Thrash. It's, Correct. It's, yep. a, it's a good team. I kind yep. of expected them to be up there and you know, maybe a couple of extra losses that they wouldn't have wanted, but no doubt they're going to come down here and give that one to us. And we hope to see you all here because mm-hmm. I want to see this is the first game, home game. You talked about first game that we're playing someone twice. First game back with students back on campus. Y'all got to come out. We want to <laughs> see you for those that are not a student but want to get involved. Fairfieldstags.com. That's where you go to get tickets. Get those phones over at the office burning because we want to see you all <laughs> at the Leo. Um, guys, thanks so much. Appreciate this. Isa, thank you for coming on and uh, all the best the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for having me. Absolutely. And Carly, we will be seeing you very, very soon. We'll have our next podcast in a couple of weeks, but um, good luck on Thursday. Away days up in Hamden. Yes. Uh, I, while you can come uh, out on Saturday, if you want to make the trip up, it's not too far uh, up at Quinnipiac. So the more the more red in the stands, the better on Thursday as well. And, and appreciate you covering us, JJ. As I hinted, I'll be there. So yes. Come say hello. I'm 2-0 on the road this yeah, season. Yeah, so then you so, have to come. Yep, there you go. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, as I said, we will uh, be back on this platform in a couple of weeks before the Kids' Day Out game, hopefully, our next 11 a.m. game. We're 2-0 and in those, trying to go 3-0. and um, Make sure to stay with us on all of our social media platforms, at StagsWBBall on Twitter, at FairfieldWBB on Instagram, and you can follow all of us at Fairfield Stags, just at Fairfield Stags. But until next time. Go Stacks. The Fast Break Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.